more about the Jesse Smollett case now that he's been let go completely. And uh, there are more wrinkles to it. Just It's just, I'd never heard of the guy in my life. What's going on in his life doesn't matter to me at all. But, man, it is it is such an example of the powerful getting away. This is the exact sort of thing that people think rich white young men get to do all the time. Rich white young men get to do all the time. Well, here's a rich black young man getting to do the same thing. I get to do whatever I want. I get caught with my connections. I get out of it completely in a way that you wouldn't. Well, I know you know this, Jack. Johnny Cochran. It's not about black or white. The color of justice is green, Johnny used to say. Um, which is pretty good. Also, uh, what was this? Some, oh, what Joe Biden said yesterday on the campaign trial trail is he's trying to get on the correct side of his party to run for the presidency. He made the single most racist statement I've ever heard it, it, out of well, a presidential candidate. Well, yeah, certainly in the modern era. I mean, maybe Jim Crow KKK uh, guys Teddy Roosevelt. said stuff like that. <laughs> uh, the great progressive. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's absolutely shocking, so we'll have that to you. And, as a longtime coffee addict, I have not had a cumulative entire cup in at least a month, I think. Wow, how you doing? How's that going? Fine. Okay. I think, All right. I think. All right. But, uh, so does, that, does that mean every now and then you'll sneak a sip? Yeah. And, and every time I do, I regret it. Here's huh. what you have to do if you want to quit coffee. Fry your central nervous system mm. to where that you can't handle it anymore. Ah, that's a good tip. <laughs> so just run your body. Pro hack. Run, yeah, pro hack. Run your body completely into the ground. Right. And you won't be able to handle caffeine so, anymore. So you're like the guy who doesn't have a nose anymore giving up cocaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the key is to get to that point. Yeah, somehow. And then it just becomes easy. Yeah, then it's easy. It's effortless. Got a lot of great email in the last couple of days. Uh, you can email us whenever you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whether it's a comment on something we've been talking about, you see something, oh my gosh, the guys ought to be talking about this. Or or if you're an expert on a particular topic, we got a, a couple of emails on the, uh, the story of the Boeing jet, the troubled jet, uh, that I want to share with you in a little bit from pilots and those in the aviation industry that are terrific. So... Yeah, if you have expertise in something, we'd love to hear from you. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, we, we don't take calls really anymore uh, because most calls are, are boring and stupid and slow down the show and talk radio. Uh, not all, but most. So anyway, uh, emails or you can text us, 415-295-KFTC. So got this note about trusting and mistrusting and distrusting the media in the wake of the unbelievable touting and whipping up of the... Russian collusion story for two years by the mainstream media. Quite literally, thousands of stories in in the big, uh, you know, the Washington Post, the New York Times, uh, CNN, uh, MSNBC, thousands of stories about it. And turns out there's virtually nothing to it, or nothing to it. Got this, and Jack was asking um, how uh, lefties, our, our friends on the left, feel about uh, their favorite channels. Got this note from Paul. Was intrigued by the story about Jack's brother who couldn't believe Fox News anymore after the Rove predictions of the Mitt Romney uh, run in 2012. And it was kind of similar that, and you might not remember this, but it was day after day after day 
of Carl Rove and a few others on Fox with a smirk on their face. Boy, they're going to be surprised on election day. Here's why Romney's going to. This isn't what. This is what they're not telling they're still you. Still selling it on election night. Yeah, and yeah. it just they, they were just it wasn't true. It just wasn't true. But Paul writes was wondering how I'd feel about MSNBC as a screaming liberal who thought Mueller would bring down Trump. Turned into Brian Williams tonight and heard them going after Trump on health care. I have no stomach for it. I've been lied to and manipulated. I've been cheated. I need a full effing apology. I need news. While I have to see the Mueller report to fully understand this, I must, as an American, first respect his conclusion that there was no conspiracy. He's locked up enough of Trump's uh, people to earn credibility. While watching Trump defend Putin like he's compromised gives me the willies. I have to believe Mueller. There's no way Mueller whitewashed collusion conspiracy or gave Trump a pass. There was none. This must be respected. This must be the truth. This must be digested for the country, damn it. Your show is okay. Stay funny. Be more liberal. <laughs> right, Paul. Got a great clip we'll Thanks, play. Thanks, Paul. We'll do our best. Got a clip for you we'll play later on the pivot from uh, Russia to healthcare. It has happened quickly. Well, and Trump and seamlessly. Is, has... He played. He started. It. You know, it's interesting. I, I hadn't intended to dive into this, but po- people who are concerned primarily about politics, and it's a fun sport to watch if you can put aside your deep disgust, and I have trouble doing that. Politically speaking, Trump pivoting to health care, and, and he kind of had to a little bit because of that uh, Fifth Circuit, I think, judge decision, essentially saying, I don't think any of Obamacare holds up to constitutional muster anymore. Because the whole complicated tax thing and Judge Roberts and the rest of it. We'll talk more about it later. But anyway, but but Trump is saying Republicans are going to be the health care party. We're ready to go on health care. We're excited about this. Politically speaking, most people are saying it was a terrible mistake. He should have basked in the Mueller vindication for a long time. Well, sure, and let the, continue. Well, go ahead. Sir. Let the cable news channels have to talk about that for a couple of days and hammer them. Let him twist in the wind. Beat beat down his opponents. For, beat down Democrats. Beat Adam Bull Schiff. Or, as many people are insisting, we go with Adam Schiff for brains. Mm. Mm, uh, not, anyway, not as good. He's the, he's the pop-eyed uh, chairman, Democratic chairman of the House uh, Intelligence Committee. Uh, he got them realtor eyes. See, I like Schiff show. He got him. <laughs> it's a Schiff show. Adam she Schiff. got him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he got him. It's a real Schiff show. Adam Schiff show. That's pretty good, too. Bull Schiff, Schiff show. Hard to choose his favorite. So, anyway, people are, are beating up Trump for what? Jeez, dude! Healthcare is not only incredibly controversial, but it's super important to Americans, and Republicans have been humiliating themselves for years by promising to overturn, replace Obamacare and coming up with nothing. So, dude, that's the last thing you ought to turn to. I I might suggest, and who knows, is this intentional? Is it four-dimensional chess, or is it a complete lack of discipline on Trump's part? I don't know. But it could be suggested, dude is governing. Dude is saying, we got this court case, we got Obamacare collapsing, and it is collapsing. If you've ever heard uh, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, talking about it, the, the finances of Obamacare were fraudulent to begin with. It never penciled out, or even close. And now that all the tough stuff politically has been yanked out, and all the gimme, gimme, gimme stuff is still in, it's it's a financial disaster. So something has to be done. You know... It might be. I'm looking up at the TVs. I got the Today Show on and the early show on CBS. It might be Trump's understanding of the 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 media and the 24-hour news cycle, which he does understand pretty well. 
Uh, some might even suggest he's too into it. <laughs> <laughs> he might have just realized, look, the world will have moved on by Wednesday, whether I bring up health care or not. That's just the way it is. And I'm looking up. They led with Smollett because something always comes along. Sure. The Today Show led with Smollett. They're going into health care. Same thing on the early show. The biggest debacle in journalism history in America happened over the weekend and by Wednesday, we've moved on. Right. That's just the way it, it's the way it well, is. Well, the media's certainly moved on. It's just the way it is. As, Don't watch the news. That's a good decision, son. As Homer Simpson might say, <laughs> we could play the blame game. And that's <laughs> that's what the media's saying. So, yeah, they're more than happy to move on. But it's Wednesday. And we've moved on. God, what does that say about the national attention span? Oh, good Lord. Fleas are looking at us and saying, What's the matter with you people? You can't concentrate. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Is that what fleas are saying? Whoa. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's kidding, friends. <laughs> what did they say? What did they just say? Oh. <laughs> uh. We're trying to spread out anger stuff. I don't want to, you know, all things to be mad about. All outrage all the time. That's what I want. That's how I ended up having a quick coffee. I want the audience to grind their teeth down flat. They're so mad all the time. I fried my nervous system. (laughs) If you're angry enough, you don't need caffeine. I do have this story that one in seven parents admit they made a terrible mistake when naming their child. Oh, boy. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. to know what's going on here. This is Joe Biden. Never heard of him. Who hasn't announced yet, correct? Correct. Yeah. Buddy, think- he accidentally, kind of, sort of, accidentally, kind of, sort of, accidentally announced the other day. <laughs> he is, this um, whole thing makes me nuts. He's trying to set himself up as he, that slip up uh, got a lot of attention, but the main part of that slip up was he, him saying, I'm going to be, I'm the most progressive person in the race. And I thought, huh, that's surprising to me. I thought he was going to run as Look, these people out there with the New Green Deal and everything, that stuff's crazy. Here's here's what I'm going to right, Listen, I can guide the country with a steady hand. He was going to be, you know, a moderate, an alternative people that voted for Trump could feel comfortable with. But he's not going to go that way, apparently. At least not for the primaries. Well, that's true. You have to get the nomination before you can ever run. But um, so here he is talking about um he's trying to dig himself out of the hole he's in because he led the hearings in the famous Clarence Thomas Anita Hill hearings in which the supreme current supreme court justice was accused of sexual harassment by Anita Hill who was his secretary at the time right and as a number of commentators including I and Jack have said that tape might be the lead piece of evidence for those who want to indict Joe Biden 
and say he's not nearly progressive enough and modern enough. That's how they're going to try to knock him off. So he's desperate to counter that attack before it even happens in earnest. That hearing in a different time than we are now with the Me Too or whatever, Joe Biden seems a fairly dismissive dismissive of Anita Hill's claims. And, and extremely sympathetic to Clarence Thomas's. Right. Yeah. So here he is last night giving a speech to a bunch of people. <laughs> Among the things he said. You all know what the phrase rule of thumb means? Where it's derived from? In English common law, not codification, common law, back in the late 1300s, so many women were dying at the hands of their husbands because they were a chattel, just like the cattle or the sheep, that the court of common law decided they had to do something about the extent of the death. So you know what they said? No man has a right to chastise his woman with a rod thicker than the circumference of his thumb. This is English jurisprudential culture. A white man's culture. It's got to change. It's got to change. That's the end of a long speech in which Joe Biden is driving home the point that it's white man's culture to abuse women, that, physically or sexually. That is one of the stupidest, misguided, like bass awkward things I've ever heard. Well, it's certainly the most. It's certainly the most racist thing I've ever heard. Can you imagine assigning anything to any uh, anybody other than white people? You know, f- stealing has been a problem in black countries. That's a black man's culture to steal. Right. Or, they, or pick, I'm as, just, uh, five centuries ago in Zimbabwe, they had laws saying you can't steal. The black man's problem is theft. See, what's incredibly idiotic about that, the, the, in case you're still foggy-headed, uh, you know, uh, early I, in the morning I, in some I, parts of the country. Just for the record, I want to get this out okay, there. Okay, go ahead. I don't think you should beat a woman with any size stick. I mean, good Thank Lord, that good Lord, even though I'm a white guy, it, and Joe Biden might not believe me, but I don't think he should be. And I, I, you know, I was born. The first thing my parents did teach me was white man's culture going back many hundreds of years and how I'm supposed to abuse women. And so, uh, you know, but I shrugged it off anyway. I took a private woman beating classes, all white, of course. So the idea that hundreds of years ago, English common law said, too many women are being beaten too severely. We need to limit it. We need to have laws to protect women. Pathetically inadequate by today's standards, obviously. But let's contrast that from, I don't know, Asia. Let's talk about Asian laws to protect women. And African laws and Scandinavian, whatever. That is the strangest bit of illogic I've ever heard. Because in English common law, they said this is a problem, we need to deal with it. That's a sign that they didn't care about it? Well, or? that's okay. That's one well, angle. That's, that's I, bizarre. I can't get past the, you're claiming, you're claiming this is part of a race. That this is just in your race. That is horrific and oh racist. Oh, my God. It's, it, I didn't know you could do that. About any, even white people, I didn't know you could go that far. No, it's just in the racial nature of white people to be, to want to rape women or it, beat women or whatever. Because he he talked about the sexual stuff with Kavanaugh and Anita Hill. Right. That that it was bizarre, and that word is overused. Uh, I mean, that's inexplicable. Come for the 
mind-boggling racism and stay for the the the, the head-spinning illogic of it. The whole self-hating thing is oh, just please always. trying to get congratulations by being self-hating. That is so worn. It's so played and and so it's so transparent is the thing. You see, I'm so desperate for approval. I can't say, look, you know, Western civilization has done a hell of a lot of wonderful things, and there are white racists, and civil rights is an ongoing uh, uh, battle for all people. Oh, no, 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 no. That's You practically sound like you want to have slaves by saying that. No, you've got to say white people are bad, racist, and I hate myself, and, and you should still vote for me, but because I hate myself. That was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I stand... I I will cement my shoes where I stand. Joe Biden will never be president. He's tried several times and he sucks at it. <laughs> well, I I I I I thought he had a decent chance um peeling off some of those Trump people that voted Obama before and then voted Trump, but if I didn't know he was going to go with this angle. I thought he was going to try to be to the right of the the Betos and the no, I think you're jumping too far ahead. Nobody's campaigning against Trump yet. Like they it's the you got to get the nomination yeah, first. But but God, this this sort of stuff will stick with him. He he's not going to be able to pivot away from this. I don't know. We'll see. It's a long run. What do we got? Five hundred ninety days to go. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Michael Avenatti, concerned and scared. Oh, we have the best feature on Michael Avenatti coming up. Illegals at the border. Startling news stats there, and more proof. Sitting, There's no crisis. Sitting is the new smoke. Oh, would you, you leave go. me alone? Look at Joe sitting leave me over alone. there. It's just disgusting to me. Mind your own business. The way Joe sits. That's <laughs> wrong. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, one in seven parents admit they made a terrible mistake with the name they chose for their child. Would you? Would you name your son? Urethra, get over here. Would you name your son Michael? Oh, I had named him Enos. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Very oh. unfortunate. Oh, oh, oh boy! Twenty-eight <laughs> percent of people have even told their child they regret choosing their name. Who would say that to their kid, little Enos? <laughs> I got more numbers on that later. Wow. Little Enos oh. Balzac Getty. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, attorney Michael Avenatti's got prison on his mind these days. Um, I am nervous. I'm concerned. I'm scared. The lawyer famous for representing Stormy Daniels sat down for an interview on CBS. When's he going to announce his run for president? I was, which we heard about over and over again. Stay tuned for a delightful montage. I was surprised he said he was nervous and scared, but he ought to be. Yeah, but I figured he'd go with uh, what is the bluster he's been using to great effect for the last year or so. That was a nice try. He's been charged in New York with attempting to extort millions of dollars from Nike. Avenatti saying Nike knew he was insisting that the truth about what the company had allegedly been doing be disclosed from the get-go to federal investigators. So what is Avenatti claiming that Nike was doing? Nike and its executives have been funneling payments to amateur players, high school players, and to their handlers and family members 
in an effort to get them to go to colleges that were Nike colleges. Yeah, I would have assumed. Hold on, that I got to find some pearls to clutch. Hold on. I would have assumed <laughs> that that's the way it works. It doesn't make it a good thing, but uh, I mean, you're you're not uncovering some amazing truth here. As a guy who almost went to law school, I don't know a lot about the concept of blackmailing somebody over doing something illegal. How the law looks upon that sort of thing. You know, I mean, to just to cite a particularly obvious case, I know you killed your wife. Give me a million dollars or I go to the cops. What if he had done it? I'm trying to think of the way, like, the National Enquirer. Well, there are probably all sorts of, like, accessory things there if you don't. Well, anyway, go on. What did they call it in the National Enquirer world? The catch and hold or whatever? So if yeah. Avenatti, catch and kill, yeah. If Avenatti had his own tabloid and he said, I'm going to print this story, couldn't he have said, or you give me $200,000 and I'll hold on to the story? That seems to be legal. They, that's what goes on, isn't it? Yeah, that whole deal is confusing to me. I, I can't speak to that. I don't know how that works. On the same day, he got hit with the charges about Nike. Avenatti got charged with bank and wire fraud in California. The California complaint alleges he tried to embezzle over a million and a half dollars from a client. Yeah, this guy is so headed for stripes. Of course, that's what we thought about Jussie Smollett, too. That's Mm. true. Of course, uh, Avenatti doesn't have any money to buy people off with. Avenatti's facing up to 100 years. 100 years in prison if convicted in both cases. Wow! But well, it, that that's a tough one because you know you get a third of that, and your life is over. Boy, Stormy will really be saggy by the time he gets out too. What so that's their was partnership that? Will probably, oh, she fired him like boy. a month ago. That their was partnership just, was probably over. <laughs> that was a terrible shot on so many levels. All right, you know what? This is the perfect time to run it. Just please enjoy this with us, ladies and gentlemen. If it wasn't Russian collusion for two years, it was this on your Joining me now live, the man himself, Michael Avenatti. Let's talk to somebody who understands the system very well. Michael Avenatti. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Did the president just get a new challenger for 2020? Stormy Daniels lawyer Michael Avenatti may have just tossed his hat into the ring. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. First, let me take a moment to brag on my former student. This dude right here, I think of him as in a Justice League with Robert Mueller to save our democracy. A nine-year-old boy has been reunited with his mother in Guatemala. And the person who helped make this happen, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and potential presidential candidate, Michael Avenatti. Probably one of the biggest stars we have at this dinner tonight, of course. This is Michael Avenatti. And the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. Mueller. 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 Please welcome Michael Avenatti. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, that Trump is afraid of you. Lawyers don't normally do talk shows. I'm not your normal lawyer. Yes, you are something of a folk hero now. Let's be honest. The whole reason that we're in love with you and Stormy is because we think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. There you have it. The toast of the town. He had a good run there for a while. Indeed. President Trump. Extorting Nike was a bad idea. President Trump happy about the failed attempt to override his veto on a measure blocking his national emergency declaration on the border. On Twitter, Trump thanked House Republicans for sticking together. The House vote fell short of that. Two-thirds majority needed to override a presidential veto. (laughs) That's a funny brand of sticking together. Meanwhile, border protection officials say the number of illegals stopped at the Mexican border could hit one million this year. Twice There's as, no crisis! There's no crisis! 
twice as many as 2018. They're saying in some places like El Paso, the numbers are so high, the processing center is at running at uh, 400% capacity in El Paso. And we've got more evidence that sitting is indeed the new smoking. The science seems to be crystal clear on this one. You want to live a longer life, you got to get up off your butt. The most recent data on the subject shows that replacing 30 minutes of sitting each day with moderate to vigorous exercise is now associated with a 45% lower risk of death. You know, that's just about the length of my commute. I'm going to get me one of them old-timey milk trucks and stand up as I drive (laughs) to and fro home. I mean, come on, that's perfect. You know, the other thing, the U.S. Postal Service, every now and again, will put their old uh, trucks up for auction. You can pick one up for a couple hundred bucks. Wow. These stories aren't anti-sitting. They're pro-exercise. Right. right? So it's it's not the new smoking, because if I just stop smoking, I'm healthier. If I just stop sitting, I'm still not exercising. Yeah, Yeah, let's all turn on Marshall. Who's with me? This story just (laughs) says exercise 30 minutes a day. You could replace... Anything else you do with that at 30 well, minutes you exercise? Get up, you, you twirl around a little bit, perhaps. You pace twirling. rapidly back sure. and forth. I haven't twirled since, well, I don't know when. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that if I got yeah. moderate to heavy exercise 30 minutes a day, I would be better off. If that's the point of the story, I would agree with it. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got that story was about as, as strong as Jesse Smollett's exoneration. <laughs> and now, Armstrong what and Getty hell? attack their beloved newsman. <laughs> we got this text, because secondhand sitting has been our, 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 our <laughs> That's what the text is about. When are we ah, going to start hearing about secondhand sitting? Because this right. whole sitting is the new smoking we've heard a lot of. I think you'd have to be 30 uh, feet outside an exit of a building before you sit. Well, that, you know, <laughs> sitting near the exit. Because it wafts in. They would make this argument. Your sitting is encouraging me to sit and be unhealthy, too. Look at all those cool kids sitting over there. <laughs> all right, Squawky, up. Off your butt. <laughs> well, if you walk into a room and everybody's sitting, you're probably going to sit down. If everybody's standing, you're probably not going to sit down. It'd mm. be weird. Think about it. Huh? Secondhand sitting. Like Steve Jobs, no sitting at meetings. We're going to get this thing moving. That's huh? a good idea. Yep. Yeah, if you're not up to speed on just Jesse Smollett and how he got loose... You couldn't do what he did and stay out of jail. No way. Unless you're super rich and well-connected also. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can't believe I'm going to ask this. I can't believe I'm going to ask this. I am I am the fool me 50 times shame on me guy. <laughs> Late night comics all took on the Jussie Smollett uh, getting off. I'm grabbing my football tee. <laughs> Come on, Charlie Brown, kick it. Kick it. <laughs> hold it right here. Look, how could you miss this football? <laughs> I'll hold it still. This time it'll be funny. I can guarantee you it won't. I'm always just kind of interested in what their thoughts are on these stories, but yeah. But then I'm always disappointed once I hear it. To me, <laughs> right. In in theory, it's like going to the zoo to figure out what those people in that audience wants to hear right, and is yeah, hearing. Yeah. It's a view of you know how the other half lives, I guess. Although, then every time we actually do it, it just sucks my the life out of my soul. Look, it's 50 seconds of our lives. Uh, if you insist. All right. 
Jackson. Prosecutors in Chicago dropped all 16 felony charges against the actor Jesse Smollett for filing a false police report about being attacked after leaving a Subway sandwich shop. Now, who eats a Subway at 2 a.m.? <laughs> I don't trust that tuna. All charges today were dropped. The mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, and the police are furious that they dropped the charges. The mayor says this is a whitewash of justice, but that's how it's going now. And everyone we think committed crimes didn't. R. Kelly and Felicity Huffman, you're free to go. It's <laughs> so Jesse was set free, but he's not innocent, but he's also not guilty. What? <laughs> like, we need someone to figure this out. Muller, we got a new case for you. <laughs> and this time, just tell us what happened. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it sounded like on the Kimmel one when he announced that people cheered. I yeah. Guess they were happy that people cheered, finally. Because there are, there are crazed Trump racists rolling around beating down black TV stars everywhere. I've heard it. The Southern Poverty Law Center told me. Have you heard the, the latest that. on them? Well, the, the sex scandal thing. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> they have a sex scandal. It's yeah. There's a there's been a lot of. Uh, is this the end of the the southern? God, that'd, southern be, that'd, be, that'd be good for America. Oh, Let me man. see if I can find some. See, I, that. I, that's mildly interesting to me. It, it pales in comparison to their incredible dishonesty. The fact that their eighty plus year old uh, founder grabs women's heinies and makes inappropriate comments. I mean, that like I say, it's mildly interesting, but. The fact that they're professional money grubbers and liars in a fake civil rights organization that's regularly quoted in the mainstream media, that bothers me more. you got to blame anyway. the mainstream media for that, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I peddle my crap and somebody is buying it, is it am, I, am, I, am, I, am I the bad guy or the, the, crap, the, the people that bought the crap and is putting them out for us? Um, uh, I do have a question, though. On So, as you caught from those supposed jokes, I'm using my finger quotes here. Uh, Jesse Smollett was... Let go. Let go and his uh, record sealed and his record expunged as well. Do you think that story's over? No. I mean, nobody's, Not even close. nobody's happy with the result other than him and his family. Yeah. I mean, the mayor, Rahm Emanuel, is horrified. The chief police is horrified. Right. So you don't think it's over? No, indeed. The, uh, the district attorney there, uh, there's something very, very hinky going on in that office. Very political, uh, perhaps financial, although I think it's it's probably more political. And, uh, you know, we had this uh, note from Mike who reminded me of something we talked about at the time. Jussie Smollett's good friend Kamala Harris was pushing that anti-lynching measure, and Jussie was a big supporter of that right during the time that he faked up the attack and tried to make himself the fa- the face of of black and gay victimization, partly to get himself a bigger contract on Empire. Um, Did Kamala make a call, I wonder? Or her people? I don't know. Somebody did. So a couple of those jokes, and I'm using my finger quotes again, a couple of those jokes were trying to, to make reference to the Mueller report coming out and saying the president's not what is the exact wording uh, he didn't uh he didn't collude with the russians but i can't ex- mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't obstruct justice but i can't ex- clear him of it either well, essentially there's not enough to charge him i think would be a fair way to characterize it or we don't think you'd ever get a conviction which a lot of people are unhappy with the way he worded that you well, there's stuff for both sides to love and hate 
because you don't need to say, I think you're a perv. I really do, but I can't prove it. Right. That That's... Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. James Comey he was speaking to some people last night, and uh, and people jotted down what he had to say, and it leaked out, that he's confused by Mueller's obstruction decision. I have great faith in Bob Mueller. I just can't tell from the letter why he didn't decide these questions when the entire rationale for a special counsel is to make sure the politicals aren't making the key charging decisions that you are. And you decided not to make a decision. Well, that's not true, though. He did make a decision. He he said, we're not going to charge him. Now, he framed it in, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, no. Uh, we'll leave that up to the Justice Department. But that, you know, to quote uh, the great Canadian band Rush, if you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. And, and yeah, he but most definitely in, made a choice. But the throwing in the verbiage that makes it sound like you're still kind of guilty, though, in my eyes, mm-hmm. I just think is really uncool. And so does uh, Harvard Law Professor What's-His-Name. Uh, Dershowitz? Just, he thought that was Dershowitz? way out of line. Or Turley. Doesn't uh, matter. Dershowitz. There's he so that, many Harvard Law Professors. Dershowitz thought that was yeah. way out of line. Yeah. And it was very similar to what Comey did coming up and said, Hillary's all kinds of a bad person, but I'm not going to charge her with anything. That's right. not what they're supposed to do. It seems odd to me. The only the only defense for old man Mueller I can come up with is he did not re- write his report for the public. He, he wrote it, it for the and Justice he Department. He had to know it was going to come out, though. Here's a question came out for within you. a day, let alone, you know, weeks. Why'd Trump's guy Barr put that out? That's an intriguing question to me. He wouldn't have had to have included that part. Uh, well, he'd have gotten, he didn't have got, to include he'd, anything. He'd have gotten killed if he, if he had. Yeah. If he'd have just said Trump's cleared, and then weeks from now when the whole report comes out, which it will, mm-hmm. and it includes the language, but they're, well, but, yeah. but I can't exonerate him either, he'd mm-hmm. have gotten killed for not including that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, which but is that's, fine. That's, yeah, but that's why it's bad from the beginning. Now you're getting into the if this, if this, if this. Stay with the principle of I'm charging this person with not or I'm not. Mm-hmm. Period. End. Call me Mueller. That's the way it's supposed to work. Right. That's what your guidelines are. Mm-hmm. That's the way, as uh, Dershowitz said the other day, that's the way we've been doing it for 200 years. You either charge somebody with it or and shut then up. explain what it is right. or shut the hell up. Right. This new, I'm not charging them, but here's the things I think that's wrong with them. That's not the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, I'll grant you that. The best theory I heard from, I can't remember who it was, was that. But you were really close. I'm not charging, but you were close. Yeah, I that's could, a, but I'm not. That's but I could. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it has worked in the past. The best guess I heard, and this is not an excuse, just an explanation, is that Mueller's people were divided. Like, badly can't reconcile it divided. He had a bunch of his top guys and gals um, saying, yeah, I think it's obstruction of justice, and a bunch said it's not. You'd never get a conviction. And so he just said, you don't know. (sighs) I just think that's incredibly weaselly and unsatisfying. Like uh, opening day, Major League Baseball. And here's the first pitch of the 29-10 season. There's a fastball right on the outside corner. The umpire is... He's wandering away from the plate. He's muttering. What's he saying? I don't know. It might be a strike. It might be a ball. A lot of people think that was a strike. A lot of people think it was a ball. So No, you can't have an umpire do that. Well, somebody has to be the umpire. And what what Comey is saying, you are the umpire. We went all the way down the line to you. Somebody at some point decides, and you decide. And then just shut up. Right. Call it good. Yeah. Comey's pitching that? Right. I don't. The have irony of... police have laid down their arms and gone back to their farms. Comey went on to say this, which I found interesting, and I've heard back and forths on this. 
I've heard uh, uh, smart lawyers, highest degrees. Maybe their parents bribed them in. I don't yeah, know. But, probably. But, That's but, what I'm assuming. But saying, look, you can't obstruct justice when there wasn't a crime. That's not obstructing justice. Where Comey says the notion that you... That obstruction cases somehow are undermined by the absence of proof of the underlying crime. That's not the experience of my 40 years of doing this or any uh, my knowledge of the history. No, it's more subtle than that. It's very difficult to establish the mindset that a person is intentionally obstructing justice. You need that. If they knew from the beginning they're innocent, it makes it much more difficult to get a conviction. Because you can't say he was obstructing justice because he knew if a guy is completely innocent. It's more subtle than Comey was pitching it, I think. It's, well, there are the, three legs to the stool. But I've heard people state out loud, again, people with high lawyer degrees, yeah. you can't obstruct justice when there was no crime. You're saying that's, that's not, not true. That's not true. That is absolutely not true. Maybe they're saying that meaning because you can't do that because you can't get to the state of mind. Right, or maybe they're saying you can't get a conviction you can't, if there's no crime. You can't claim he did this because when there was no crime. Well, and honestly, listen. Just but as, surely if you burned papers... Right. That were part of the investigation. That'd right. be obstruction of justice, whether there was a crime or not. Right. Or just blatantly lied to investigators, as several uh, Trump people did. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Americans as a whole are pretty uncomfortable with the idea of you're innocent, but the government is deciding to get you. Right, right. And you're yeah. still innocent, but they found that in the process of trying to get you, uh, he committed some crimes. He obstructed us. Politically, I don't think you can get somebody on obstruction if there is no crime. I don't think politically it would work. Right. Interesting. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.